Welcome to the Living Room Worship Podcast with your host, Crystal Lester. Join me now in my living room so we can explore in a fresh way what worship really looks like in everyday life. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Crystal, and I'm excited to, I'm always excited. I always start with that, but I'm excited to start another episode. Uh, we're going to do part two of Righteous and Ratchet. We'll have one more part next week where we'll bring, bring on Serena, who is a dear friend of mine and the host of I've Got Something to Say. So definitely check out her podcast to get excited for next week. Um, but I wanted to kind of give my take on the topic of being righteous and ratchet. I sometimes joke around. I'm kind of laughing, but serious about, you know, having a, a ratchet side. But I think all of my friends pretty much think I'm a whole joke, not a half a joke, but a whole one, um, because <laughs> I am not what is considered acceptable as ratchet in our culture of today. And so I'm probably going to prove that right by saying that I looked up the definition of what ratchet is just to kind of have a, a way to discuss it um, and my take on being righteous and ratchet. So I looked up the word ratchet and surprisingly enough, I found quite a few different definitions. Uh, the ones that I think are relevant for the topic, there is one that is a noun, a situation, a process that is perceived to be deteriorating or changing steadily in a series of irreversible steps. And then as a verb, it says to cause something to rise or fall as a step in what is perceived as a steady and irreversible process. Now, bear with me for a minute. I may be going too deep, I may be reaching, but it's a podcast, it's a discussion, and I think it's fun to explore other thoughts and processes of thinking. So I considered that righteousness in this case is a lot like ratchetness based on these definitions because you take a step into a steady change now it's not a deteriorating unless it's deteriorating of your old self um, but it is a step in a perceived and an actual steady and irreversible process um, at least it is for me because once I decided to choose Jesus as my Lord and Savior Nothing has been able to keep me from that process and nothing will. I'm devoted. I made a conscious decision. I make a conscious decision every day. And so I thought that that was actually pretty cool to kind of liken it as one and the same, if you think about it in those aspects. I think from a cultural standpoint, most people use the word ratchet as um, another word for wretched. And one of the definitions that I looked up for ratchet was actually a correction. It says um, it is to be ghetto, real, gutter, nasty. <laughs> this is Wikipedia. It's whatever about it. That's what it says. Um, and then it uh, says that in in its original sense is referred to an uncouth woman and is a Louisianian. I don't know if I said that right, but there we go. Uh, Regiolect. I don't know if I said that right either. Version of the word wretched. The term has since been extended to have broader meanings and connotations and is no longer strictly bound by race or gender. So, of course, I went over and looked up wretched and it says of a person in a very unhappy or, an, or unfortunate state of poor quality, very bad, used to express anger or annoyance. So being the happy Christian that I am and just honestly this is living room worship, but this is your first time tuning in. What I like to do is just bring worship right into literally my living room, but from a, from a standpoint of 
in your living room, you do life. You watch movies, you take a nap, you, you know, duke it out with a loved one, you have friends over, you eat a meal. There are a lot of things that you do <clears throat> in the living room and you just live life. And I think worship should be that. And so looking at it from that standpoint and considering I had the amazing opportunity to speak yesterday at the DuPage County NAACP Youth Forum, it was their fifth annual event. And the theme for the forum was Healthy Families Win. And there was a lot of talk about mental health. And that's been a discussion that has been going on a lot in society, especially uh, here in America. People are taking more notice, I think, with all of the different um, killings and suicide rates are, are up. People are taking notice that there is a crisis on our hands. We have people who are described, honestly, could be wretched Um they are unhappy. They're in an unfortunate state. They're in, in a poor quality state. They're depressed. They're angry. They're annoyed. Um, I know that I've felt those emotions before and I have sought out help for it. And I am taking a turn with this, but this is just a, another way to look at righteous and ratchet and the discussion of the topic. I think overall, most of the discussion has to do with you know, loving Jesus, but still giving people these hands or, you know, loving Jesus, but still cussing a little bit or whatever it is. Um, I think in a real sense of the word ratchet or wretched or whatever you want to say about it, the humanity that's in it is that people have struggle. And sometimes people do find themselves in a series of unfortunate events or in a series of, of changes because that's what life is all about. So I really think ratchet or wretched, whatever it is, the Bible says that we're all but filthy rags. And from my perspective, when I'm looking at the definition of this word, whatever connotation you may find yourself in at the moment, or I may find myself in at the moment, the thing about it is I believe that righteousness overtakes wretchedness and ratchetness. Um, and I also think the beauty of it, it, it just makes me think of Mary and how when Martha was busying herself all around the house, she was, you know, cooking and cleaning and, and doing chores. She was being what a lot of times I find myself being in my house. As soon as I walk through the door, I'm finding something to do, whether it's picking up clothes or putting up food or cooking food or, you know, putting in my order on Instacart. Shout out to Instacart because they save my life like every week. Um, but, you know, doing all of these different things and when I take a, a look at my life, sometimes I have to think like, okay, have I sat down to really be at the feet of Jesus? Have I sat down to look at and examine myself and say, okay, where did I miss it? What can I, what can I bring to the Lord and ask him to help me with? Because we have to do those self-checks every day. And it might not be that you're doing something bad. Maybe you're just being irresponsible with something good. So what do I mean by that? It's like for me, I work a lot and I work as hard as I do so that I can be an inspiration to other people so that I can help provide resources for my household so that I can be an accomplished adult and, and lead by example. But if I'm never home, what kind of quality of, of life will my marriage have? Or if I'm always working, what kind of good am I doing to my own body if I never take time to rest? Because we're also told to rest. And so I'm saying all of that to say Mary she went in with this with this reckless abandon. 
that Martha just couldn't really grasp at the moment. Martha was very busy and she was doing good work, but was it timely? Was it timely work? Did she miss out on an opportunity? I mean, there were still going to be things to do when Jesus left, but it was like the Lord Jesus was right there and she was just so busy doing things and she was proud of it, you know? And I totally get being proud of accomplishing some things. You know, I feel really good when I clean my house. I feel really good when I check off something on my to-da list at work. But sometimes we busy ourselves with these accomplishments and we get a little big headed. We get proud and we get a little offended when other people aren't working as hard as we are. And that's when it becomes more about your motives. You know, why are you doing this so that people tell you how good you are or do you feel confident and and achieved enough to say, I did this work and I feel good about it. And that's it. And you let other people and what they're doing be between them and God. Um, And so, but that's a a different discussion. Um, But Mary, Mary got something here and, and she was, she was known as this, this prostitute. So I'm going to read a little bit from Luke chapter seven in the passion translation. I think it's very appropriate that the title of this passage of scripture is called extravagant worship. Shout out to living room worship, right? Okay. So anyway, um, so in verse 36, it says afterward, a Jewish religious leader named Simon asked Jesus to his home for dinner. Jesus accepted the invitation. When he went to Simon's home, he took his place at the table. In the neighborhood, there was an immoral woman of the streets known to all to be a prostitute. When she heard about Jesus being in Simon's home, she took an exquisite flask made from alabaster, filled it with the most expensive perfume, went right into the home of the Jewish Jewish religious leader and knelt at the feet of Jesus in front of all the guests. Broken and weeping, she covered his feet with the tears that fell from her face. She kept crying and drying his feet with her long hair. Over and over, she kissed Jesus' feet. Then she opened her flask and anointed his feet with her costly perfume as an act of worship. Now, I won't get into the rest of the story. There's a a lot in it. If you haven't read it, definitely check it out. But I want to stop right there because we're looking solely at this woman's reputation and this woman's decision, her act of worship in a moment of being what would be greatly known as wretched or ratchet, however the connotation that you want to put on it looking at the definitions we discussed and looking looking at what is by and large known as being ratchet. You know, it, it has that that nasty connotation. It has that um, uncouth woman type of connotation. But here she is in her ratchetness, in her wretchedness. And the Passion Translation says that she was broken and weeping. And I think what is so beautiful about that is, number one, she had nothing to lose by going to the feet of Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that you should go and become ratchet and have nothing to lose and just take every opportunity that comes your way. I don't believe that that's a good idea. Not every good decision is a God decision and a lot of bad decisions. Yeah, I'm just not even going to go into that. I'm not endorsing that. Um, That's between you and God. I'm just saying, that's not what I'm saying. Um, So, What I'm looking at here is the fact that she had nothing to lose. So she, she didn't have any reservation. She had nothing to cling to. It's like Martha 
could sit and, and talk about, well, you know, I've got, I, I might've lied a little bit yesterday, but look, I, I made food for everybody and I gave some money to the homeless lady outside and I did this and I did that. And so, you know, I really don't need to be on the floor, right? Um, I, I'm good. I, I, I'm all of my good deeds made up for my bad ones. This lady is like, listen, I know I'm dirty. I know I've been out here. I know that I'm struggling and I can't promise you that when I leave out of here, everything is going to be magically different. But what I am saying is that I've heard about you. I need something in my life to change. I don't even know where to begin. All I've got are my tears. I'm, I'm, I'm sorrowful. I'm remorseful. I am ashamed. I'm hurting. I'm, I'm lonely. I'm broken. I'm sad. I, I was abandoned by my family. I was hurt by the man that I loved. My best friend is not in my life anymore. I've made some decisions that have put me in this bad place and I don't know where to go. I don't know what else to do. And so in this mess, I'm going to worship. And so when I think of righteous and ratchet, of course, on the surface, I'm thinking like, oh, okay, I love Jesus, but you can still get these hands because anybody who knows me knows how protective I am of my people. Anybody try to hurt my family or something, you know, I might change my earrings. I'm just saying. But <laughs> um, on the flip side of that, like really taking a deeper look at it, I really believe that it's being self-aware of the mess that we are. This is, this is my opinion. It's this crystal 101. I think a, another way to look at being righteous and ratchet is understanding that number one is a temporary place because I think that the more time you spend with Jesus, the more time you become like him. You know, Jesus is like, I once heard this told, Jesus is like a, a coffee bean, you know. Well, I think I, I heard it as we as Christians should be like coffee beans. But, you know, the, the moral of the story is that when you boil different things, it changes what is placed in the water, but a coffee bean changes the water. And so I think that when Jesus is submerged in our, in our lives, he changes us. We don't change him. The coffee bean still stays the same and we become like him so that when we're dropped in situations, we permeate the situation and change it rather than the situation changing us. And so in, in by situation, I mean like, you know, toxic people or relationships or, or dark places, you know, we can go in and be the light. And so what I'm trying to say is that when it comes to being ratchet, I think that it's a good place to understand that we are all sinners in need of grace. We are all people who were born into darkness and we need the light just like anybody else, no matter how much money you have or don't have, no matter your race, no matter your, your gender or your, your class, no matter where you live, if you live in a, in a rural town or if you live in a big me metropolitan city, whether you drive a used car or a brand new Mercedes Benz, whatever it is, like we all need Christ and we can all find ourselves being right back at the feet of Jesus, crying our eyes out, broken and alone and hurting. Even if we have been the quote unquote perfect Christian for all of our lives, it doesn't make us exempt from being human. We can make a mistake at any second. And most of us do make mistakes. I'll speak to my, I'll speak for myself. I mess up every day. I miss the mark every day because I'm human because of my human nature. And that's why Paul talks about, fighting the good fight. It's not easy. If it were easy, then everybody would do it. If it were easy, then it wouldn't have taken Christ taking on the cross. Um, it's a fight. 
every day. It's a fight to death to to die to flesh. And so I look at being righteous and ratchet as kind of a a moment of truth, looking at yourself and realizing, okay, I am not all that in a bag of potato chips. Don't know if anybody still says that, but I do. And yeah, I'm going to go with it. So I know that I need Jesus just like like the next person. And I have no place whatsoever to judge anybody because we all fall short. And the righteousness that I'm pursuing, God is able to put on the inside of me. So I think that righteous and ratchet is a is a great place to start. And it's a place that we visit on our journey, like checkpoints. But I don't think that it's our final destination. Now, when it comes to the idea of righteousness, righteous, <laughs> righteousness, of righteousness being like a culture, like a like a style or a swag. I mean, it's not for everybody. Um, I can definitely see the allure or the or the fun in it. It's this this confidence, this attitude, this uh, bodaciousness, if you will. And I think that that can be something else. And I also think that that can lean more toward one of the other definitions that I read about uh, being in this irreversible. Um, series of of movement in a in a great direction in a in a higher direction. You know, confidence is a great thing. It's something that everyone should have. I believe that it's good to have ambitions. It's good to have confidence, but also you know within reason. You know, you have confidence not in our own flesh, having confidence in God, being able to boast about God, and and God lives on the inside of us, and it's it's all wrapped up. You know, in one, He makes us great, and it's humbling to know that He uses us. And so, not to get too far off topic, but I really think that in the context of looking at the word and what it means, being righteous and ratchet is a great place to kind of check yourself and realize, okay, I am a human. I was born into sin. I struggle with sin on a daily basis because I am human. However, I have living righteousness on the inside of me, living righteousness being Christ. And I am aiming to be more like him every day and it's that constant decision where you die to flesh and you rise in Christ um and so that's just a, a different take on the topic uh, I hope that you enjoyed the the thought about that and I hope that it it makes you consider ratchetness in a different way you know when you it maybe you're the kind of person who judges other people for being ratchet you know you look at it as that definition that said nasty right well I mean, all of us can be nasty sometimes. I know that when I'm having a bad day, sometimes I can snap at my husband and quite honestly, it gets nasty and it's not a, it's an ugly thing. And I have to go back and apologize. I have to go back and, and reconcile with him. And that's the righteousness working on the inside of me when I have my ratchet moments. And so I think none of us are exempt from being righteous and ratchet. And I also don't think that it's good for us to use it as an excuse you know, to say, oh, well, you know, I'm righteous and ratchet, which means I love God, but you know, you can't judge me. Only God can judge me, which most of us know when people say that a lot of the time, it means that they're going to do what they want to do. They're going to fulfill the desires of their flesh and just kind of slap a only God can judge me. When in reality, can, can we be real? Do we really want God to judge us for the things that we decide to do when we know that they're wrong? I'm going to be honest for myself and say, I don't want God judging me because God is big and God is powerful. And I would 
much rather not have him discipline me for something that I'm doing that I know I should be doing. Does that mean that I do everything right all the time? Absolutely not. I am a mess and I am well aware of the mess, which is why I stay at the feet of Jesus. (laughs) We just keep coming back to that part. And so I said all of that to say, I think righteousness and ratchetness and understanding the two of those and how they coexist and how one should overtake the other. That's the goal. I think it's important and it's a concept that everyone can consider. But I also think that it's important for us not to use it as a crutch to say that we can straddle the fence. I heard this story being told one day. Um, I forget what pastor was talking about it, but he used this this story where he said this man had this dream about the devil and he was standing in the in the middle of this field and there was this fence going going down the middle of the field. And on one side was the kingdom of God and on the other side was the kingdom of darkness. And the man was sitting on the fence and he said that the, the devil came out and was like, so, you know, what, what are you doing? Which side are you going to pick? And he said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to sit on the fence. I, I'm not going to pick a side, you know, and I, I'm, I'm safe here. And, and Satan was like, oh, well, you know, I own the fence. So that's fine, too. You know, being indecisive, being on the fence, trying to be in two places at once, it, it doesn't work because it, it's not a firm decision. Uh, the Bible tells us that God wants us to be hot or cold. He just wants us to make a decision. And that's totally understandable because you wouldn't want someone to half love you or to half be your friend. Or, you know, we call that fake where I come from. I don't like fake friends. I don't entertain fake friends. Anyone who is in one day and, and out the next, I don't consider them a friend. They may be an acquaintance or a person that I know. I don't have any odds against them, but I certainly don't trust them as I would a friend. And so I can definitely understand God wanting it to be hot or cold, preferably definitely on fire for him. And, you know, that's the, that's the goal. And that's what we should aim for in this struggle of righteousness and ratchetness. And I, the thing that I love, and I want to end on this on this high note, is that God loves us right where we are in our ratchet mess. Like he was so thrilled to have Mary at his feet. He talked about her and, and talked about how people would remember her name forever and, and how people would remember this story and how she prepared him for the greatest sacrifice that he would make to save all of us. It's the crux of our entire faith beliefs. And it's because, you know, she played a part in it and, and her story is told that I can give this podcast and talk about ratchetness and, and wretchedness and all of the othernesses. But I really thank God that for me personally, and I'll continue to share my testimony as these episodes go along. But for me, I used to be that judgmental Christian. And I talked about that last week where I was like, oh, you know, I read my Bible and I pray and I do all these things. I was like the Martha, but then it was like, man, do I really have relationship? No, I I had laws. I had legalism. I had religion and God, did he really speak to me? Did he really know me? No, I didn't listen because I had laws and I had religion, but it was when I heard his voice. It was when I developed relationship with him. I realized how ratchet I was in that moment. And I still have those come to Jesus moments where I'm like, okay, I just judged that person. And I just left church too. Lord, you know what? I'm sorry. Because my pastor definitely just talked about judging. 
and you know, I was wrong and I apologize. And then I turn in a little piece of my ratchetness for a little piece of his righteousness. And we do this exchange every day. So those are my takes on the topic and it will continue to be unfolded. Um, I love, I love, I love people. I don't want anyone to be offended or feel like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to judge you because that's the exact opposite of what I'm doing. Um, I think the the purpose of it is that God loves us exactly where we are and we are free to be who we are. The point is that as we pursue him, we change more into who he is. And that's the point. And the thing is, we don't have to do it on our own. He does. He does it. You know, he he does it in us. And that's the most freeing part. And so that's grace. That's faith. And so um, there's just a little worship in my heart. <laughs> that sounds so weird. There is a song that's kind of stirring. I just want to share a little bit. And yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. And I just, I pray God that who's ever listening to this, that they would feel your presence wherever they are, that you would help them to know that you love them, that you have plans for them, that you see them no matter if they are thinking they are righteous or if they are being righteous or if they're ratchet, if they're wretched, if they're in trouble. Um, whatever situation they're in, God, I thank you that we're never too far away from you. We're never out of your reach. You love us exactly where we are and you are so faithful. You've been so faithful to me in all of my years, even when I turned my back on you, God, and I just thank you for constantly pursuing us, God. And we pursue you because we know that that is what you desire in a lifestyle of worship. So even in our ratchets, in our ratchetness, God, we we pursue you, we pursue your will, and we ask that you would just meet us where we are, God, and continue to help us be more like you. Take me as I can, lead me to your throne, I need more of you. Take me as I can. Lead me to your throne. I need more of you, Lord. Take me as I am. Lead me to your throne. I need more of you, Lord. Take me as I am. Lead me to your throne. I need more, Lord. Oh, I need more, so much more of you, Lord. I need more, so much more of you, Lord. Yeah, yeah.
somebody out there thinking they've just they've gone too far and I just want to tell you that no place is too far for God to reach you there is not one single thing that can keep you from his love he loves you period with a T he loves you so much he loves you so much that he died for you even though he knew there was a chance that you might not ever choose him there are no strings attached. It's not, I love you if. It's, I love you, period. And he wants to spend life with you. He wants to live with you in every situation. He wants to be involved because he's just that kind of father. Lead us to your throne. God, we need you. 
we're scared, Jesus. Even when we're ashamed, we need you. Don't be afraid, just have faith. Just have faith, just have faith. Don't be afraid, just have faith. Just have faith, just have faith. Don't be afraid, just have faith. Just have faith, just have faith. Just have faith, just have faith, just have faith. I love you guys. I don't know who all listens, but I just love you because you're a person, I'm a person. I know that life can be tough sometimes, but I just want you to know that you're loved and that you're you're prayed for, that you're you're cared about. If there's ever anybody who needs some prayer or just wants to talk, please feel free to reach out. I am available on all social media platforms and my website as well. Everything is Crystal Luster, C-H-R-I-S-T-A-L-L-U-S-T-E-R. You can go to crystalluster.com or find me on social media. I'd love to chat with you. Thank you so much for listening and I hope to see you back next week. God bless. Hey love, thank you so much for tuning in. I want to connect with you. Find me on social media at Crystal Luster. That's spelled Christ, A-L-L-U-S-T-E-R. So we can support each other in this life journey. And please leave a review for my podcast. I truly value your support. Until next time, say it with me. I am loved. I am destined for greatness. And I have the capacity to worship intimately. Have an amazing week. I'll catch you next time.